This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Patrick Allen joined once again by Matt Connor, who is fresh off a trip to the Combine. Matt, how was it, man? How you doing? Yeah, it's good. It's still going. Uh, still there. Our our buddy Matt Verderam is still very much there and entrenched. Um, it's actually right down the road from me. So um, I get to play both here and there, like coming home to family. We yeah. have one car. So my wife's like, how long are you at the combine today? What's going on? But yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. It's been good to see the NFL get back to normal after you know last year. Like we were lucky we all we got to see all the games, but uh, but the off season was like kind of hit or miss. Uh, so it's been nice to have the combine back in Indy and and go through all that. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I saw today too that they're lifting the COVID restrictions. That's that's kind of a Completely. bit of news. If yeah, if you're not on the t- uh, on the Twitterverse. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, I I'm not. Look, I'm not a public health official, so I'm not trying to give anybody advice on what what should or shouldn't be done. But I think the way that the NFL was doing things already, with the you know the way they had changed the testing and all of those things, it doesn't seem like it was probably making too much of an impact. And towards the end of the season, it was clear that they were just trying to not have people miss games. And so at that point. And if the union's good with it, and I'm I'm big on personal choice, so if the union's good with it and the players are good with it, you know I'm 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 fine with that. I'm glad that we don't have to have this stress of people could still get sick, obviously, and we don't want that to happen, and that could cause somebody to miss a game. But it doesn't sound like we we won't have these situations where somebody has no symptoms and they feel fine and they're just sitting there for a week and a half because of the testing, I guess. So uh, I don't know. How do you feel about it all? Yeah, I, I don't know that I have too big of an opinion about it other than I, I think, you know, again, like you said, I'm no, I'm not a public health official. I, I do think the NFL deserves some applause for pulling off every single game. Not a single one was canceled in two seasons within a global pandemic. You're looking at other sports right now. We're looking at you major league baseball and like bumbling every decision in every which way. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we work within a sport that at least keeps it together. 
Yeah, it's not good. Um, and I saw some people getting snotty on on Twitter because because that's what you do on Twitter. But they, you know, some saying a few things like people saying similar things to you, like, "Hey, you know, it's incredible that they managed to get through it and they missed any games." And and people are like, "Oh, but what about the impact?" And it's like those two things are not related. Like, right? You know, right. it's just so absurd. People just want to be so angry. All right, I'm not gonna. I'm hopping off the soapbox. I'm not gonna go on a rant. I just I will just say when you get on Twitter or any social media platform, you don't have to be miserable. You don't have to. You can choose how your interactions go. Just remember that. Okay. Done preaching. All right. Lots to get to today. Um, quite a jam-packed show. A lot going on. There's there's news about Tyreek Hill that we're going to get to. There's teams calling the Chiefs, maybe about Patrick Mahomes. Insane things are happening. <laughs> People think we should trade for Saquon Barkley. There's even more on the list I can't even get to. Um, a couple of, of, of notes I want to get to, though, is our guy Rick Burkholder, uh, the NFL uh, Physician Society, the NFLPS, um, presented him with the uh, Fane Kane Memorial Award. You know, Rick is that he's the Chiefs Vice President of Sports Medicine and Performance, and this award recognizes an NFL athletic trainer who best reflects the virtues uh, of a certified athletic trainer and displays the highest level of professionalism. You know, I think the average fan, I don't know how much people think about guys like Rick and, and the team and the every everything that goes into training the Chiefs players and getting them ready and getting them through injury and back on the field. But the Chiefs are really fortunate, I think, to have Rick. Uh, he's done a tremendous job. He's been with the team for a while now. And from an injury perspective, there are statistics on this that you can look up. I don't have them off the top of my head, but I've read them, you know, about how well, how much teams uh, have players missing time due to injury. And the Chiefs are in very good standing on that list. Now, of course, there are freak things that no trainer can prevent from happening, right? And and that luck can go around a little bit. But on the whole, the Chiefs are generally very healthy and have done a great job. So it uh, seems like a really well-deserved uh, award for Rick, and congratulations to him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last year, the Chiefs were the third most healthy, maybe luckiest, whatever, in terms yeah. of starters, Starter games lost, the Chiefs had 40 games in which the assumed base starters, and of course, when you get into defense, that gets a little muddy, but 40 games lost due to injury last year. Only two teams were better than that. So um, you got to love the fact that that the Chiefs have been that healthy, um, especially after a year where we saw the offensive line fall apart. Right. So much to put that in perspective. And it's a war of attrition, right? Like this is, you know, the year that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they were also very healthy. They were pretty healthy last year. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. That's a big key is getting getting your key horses to the finish line to be there for you. Um, so making sure that those guys stay healthy. So uh, it's it's kind of a, a probably a little bit of a thankless job, at least when it comes to the fans and how much they see of all the work that goes into the to it and the crazy sports science and all the stuff that they're doing to to maximize uh, the output from these guys and keep them on the field. So congratulations to Rick and his whole staff over in, in Kansas City. Lots to get to, like I said, but before we do, we got to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Kansas City Beer Company, KC Beer Co. You can hit them up on Twitter at KC Beer Co. You guys know we talk about them all the time. You know how much we appreciate their support for this podcast. They make terrific beer. I'm always I'm always pushing their pure pills because it's so good. It goes great with with barbecue. But right here I have it's it's empty. I already I already housed it. Um, is their IPL, <laughs> their double dry hopped Indian pale lager. 
I was shocked at, at, at how much I like this. I know I've said this on the podcast before, but it's kind of weird. Sometimes I like I pop up in a new version of Casey beer that I haven't had. And I'm like, oh, I think this might be my favorite. And to me, that's always a, as a beer drinker. That's a great sign of a, of a really well-run brewery that, you know, I have some other breweries that I really like around the country as well. And the ones that I buy the most, I, I just I like almost everything I ever try from a brewery that that is one of my favorites and that's i think a really good sign and that's that's where i'm at with casey beer co at this point um i haven't had a bad one yet i'm sure i'm not going to like everything always but really good quality work and the other thing of course is great people uh steve over there katie the whole team we we, i've had a chance to meet some of them tour the facility if you're in kansas city make sure you head out to their beer hall hang out with them say hi hit them up on twitter let them know that arrowhead addict sent you and that you heard about their product and please like you see the red carton when you're out at the store give them a try uh take a take a picture of it tag them on twitter um you know cheers uh appreciate y'all's support you've been great at letting them know um how, how, how much you appreciate their support of this podcast keep it coming anything to add matt you look like you were gonna say something no i mean i mean i just agree yeah like su- support them good beer good beer makers yeah certainly appreciate their support and fan support yeah absolutely and all of you out in the chat you guys are the best too you know getting through some of the announcements here so bear with me but remember you can always leave us those reviews over on apple Podcasts. i know i've been saying that i've been slacking i haven't checked in a minute um, I was traveling. There's a lot going on, but I will get to those. Uh, those of you that leave those five star reviews for us, it really helps more people find the podcast when you leave a written review and you leave a five star review. And we'll answer questions if you leave one in your written review. Last announcement, and then we'll get into some Chiefs talk. This is I'm very excited about this, Matt. We have launched Arrowhead Addict podcast merchandise. Very exciting. The swag. swag store. The swag store is live. Got a few cool things in there for you right now. You can find that at swag.fansided.com. You just go there. You click on collections. And of course, you check out the Arrowhead Addict podcast collection. If you want the whole URL, it's in the description of this podcast, of the YouTube video. There's a link to it. You can just hop right in there. Um, but it's swag.fansided.com slash collections slash arrowhead dash addict dash podcast. Um, it's good stuff, man. I'm sending out Sterling a couple of golf shirts. We got a, a golf hat in there, uh, a nice, <laughs> a, a nice Adidas Arrowhead Addict uh, podcast hat that I am definitely going to be getting. There's a coffee mug and a couple of different hoodie options there for you. Um, there's a champion one. It's a little expensive, but it's really nice. So you might want to check that out. And we've got some more affordable ones in there as well. If you support this podcast, it's another way for you to uh, to throw us a bone and show us some sport and show some some cheese pride. I think it's a great logo. It looks rad. The white hoodie is fire, by the way. I got to get one of those as well. Wear it and and then you know wash it. Um, you can't. Do you have any white like clothing? It's like brutal. You can't touch anything. Come on. I mean, I have a kid. It just doesn't. You know, <laughs> it's not not. It's like the, it, I, I feel like it doesn't even matter if you have a kid or not. I mean, you just I, I'm a kid. I can't wear yeah. that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, David ordered the red shirt that you guys are going to have to like, if you guys buy some of the merch uh, and I'm sure we'll be doing some giveaways and stuff as well at some point as well. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, send us a picture. Yeah, us we know. would love to see that. Um, all right. That's enough of that. Let's talk about some chiefs. And the big story today is there's news. I believe it came from our guy, Bob Fesco over at six ten. Matt Verderam also confirmed that news that the Chiefs are working on an extension with Tyreek Hill. Matt, give us the goods on this. Where's Tyreek Hill's – what's his contract situation now? What does this mean? Is it a good thing? 
Sounds like it's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, anything that keeps the most dangerous offensive weapon in the NFL in Kansas City, especially at, at this point, he just turned 28. What, two days ago? I think we said happy birthday, Cheetah. Yep. So we're talking about a guy who is still a lot of prime years left. I mean, maybe three, maybe five. I mean, depending on how he ages, um, he's got such a well-rounded game at this point now that even if he loses that top edge of his speed, um, you know, he, he's going to age just fine. A whole new contract would be great. Um, word from Fesco. Also, it was Tony Pauline in on that from Pro Football Network uh, said that that positive talks were being had. Um, I think it behooves the Chiefs to move really fast on this and get something done because the moment another cycle of free agency goes up is the moment the market goes up that much more. Um, in addition, giving giving Tyreek Hill a deal right now um, also frees up considerable cap space. He's going into the last year of a three-year, $54 million deal that he signed two years ago. Um, so what we're wanting at this point is to free up space from him. Then you go into Orlando Brown, uh, you know, address that situation. You got to restructure Frank. You got to um, hit the button on Mahomes magic contract, create some space there. Um, so there are a few things to go by. I was, I was chatting with Sterling Holmes earlier on the home stretch today, and we were trying to read the tea leaves about even like Tyron Matthew. And the reason that the chiefs keep saying, yeah, we'd love to, and we'll get to it. And it's like they keep putting him off, but it's because there's like literally so much contractual obligations ahead of him in line. And it's like, yeah, we can let him hit the market. We can still match that. And Tyron loves the Hill. Like we, like we can get to that, but you got to get this done deal with Tyreek before, before he becomes even that much more expensive, um, et cetera. And uh, so, yeah, I, boy, would it surprise you to see something happen before free agency? Like, like, right. Like Verderam just said something like, I think the talks are in early stages based on what he heard. But I also just think something like this could move very quickly. Uh, if all the parties are interested and, and the parameters are, are reasonable. Yeah. This is a no, obviously it's a no brainer to do. So it's not like one of these situations where with, with Tyron Matthew, you know, uh, there, there's a little bit more decisions to be made in regards to his contract. Tyreek Hill is just no question what you need to do. And he counts for, he's, he's a $20.6 million cap hit this season. You know, usually that's how these contracts work. They tend, not always, but they tend to get more expensive towards the end. You know, they that way if the team has to cut bait with somebody for whatever reason, they do that. Tyreek's was interesting. It was like a $2 million cap hit, then seventeen. Then fifteen last year, then twenty. They convert things into bonuses, all that. But his, you know, uh, his base salary this year is one million, and his he's like a roster bonus. I don't know. I don't know how to read this. I thought <laughs> I knew how to read this stuff. Anyway, he counts for a twenty million dollar cap hit this year. So when they extend him, they can spread all that out. They can bring in a, a, a signing bonus again to spread out the money change the base salary and all those types of things. That's really good news for Chiefs fans because the Chiefs have a ton of cap that they need to clear so they can make some of the moves that they need to make. No brainer here. And I agree with you. I think it could get done really quickly. They know what Tyreek is worth. The Chiefs are going to pay it. Uh, And I think the only, it could come down to years, right? Um, The Chiefs, you know, if you're the Chiefs, do you want to do four years? 
on a guy that's that's just turned 28? Probably. Um, I'm sure he wants four, maybe more. So it could come down to something like that. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, you know, last time they got him for 354. But if you remember, the last time they signed him to an extension, everything was still very fresh in terms yep. of the ensuing drama. Is are there? I think at the time everyone was kind of going. I'm crossing my fingers that no off the field issues come out further in Tyreek's career, and I'm crossing right. my fingers that he's going to be a solid citizen and a good teammate, and 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 see this thing through. Those days are behind us now. Ty, you know the the things that have been said about him have been proven wrong. He he has, um, you know, he has he has taken his punishments for things that he did wrong in his in his past back in college um and uh and by all accounts now he's just he's just a great player and a great person off the field with charitable efforts and all so yeah this one should come with no with no um caveats like that the chiefs were lucky to get three years last time they may fight for that this time but you know most deals you know Mari cooper got five years hundred million dollars um if you only go three years julio jones is the benchmark that was a $66 million deal at a $22 million average. If that happens, it wouldn't surprise me if Tyreek eclipsed $25 million in a, in a year, which is a high average, which is why the Chiefs may be willing to go to four or five years just so it's not, okay, fine, If then, then that bumps the average down to probably 22, what Julio got. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, I mean, I'm certainly not over here with my abacus making this thing happen. So what do I know? But, but, yeah. you know, that sounds like the range. And, you know, if, if they announced later on today or, you know, next week, four years, 90 million, it would surprise me at all. No, no. Uh, lock up your guy and move on. It also, we, we know just to touch on it real quick, they said at the combine, it was sort of relayed that it's, it sounds like it's likely that Orlando Brown Jr. will get the franchise tag. That doesn't mean that that's going to end up being his cap number for the year. They still have a lot of time to, to sign him later but it sounds like if they're indicating that they're probably still trying to figure some things out and they might be okay they may feel like that they can clear enough cap that they can just go ahead and have him play under the franchise tag for for a year before they sign him to something long term so they've got options there that's a good thing uh, all players always want that long term deal but you also get a a big bundle of money when you get that franchise tag as well so um, you know, as long as you don't get hurt, it works out great for you. Uh, if you get hurt, that's, that's a problem. All right. So that's the Tyreek situation. Lots more to come. By the way, I just wanted to say Sterling has never invited me on his radio show and I'm starting to get offended. I don't know if that, I don't know what that's saying. You know, I'm a, I'm a veteran of, 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 of radio. I, I, I go on KCUR all the time. Um, I wonder what I wonder what what's what Sterling trying to say here. Not inviting me on the show. Have you have you heard his feelings? You you've mentioned his hair a few times. You know he's got that boy, he's got that boy band look. He is. Well, he's I, the I think best maybe you've creeped him one. out. I think maybe you've creeped him out okay. that way. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm to look, man. They got to look at the rest of us. We've got this 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 great looking guy here on the show. He's 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 the one that makes it possible for us to be on video. If we didn't include Sterling and in at least every other YouTube video that we put on here, YouTube would actually take down our channel. So, You're only uh, making it creepier for him. I think. <laughs> right. I mean, if he's I, 
he smiles when I talk about, you know, his, 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 his good looks and what he brings to the table here. They were calling him Jim Rome in the, in the chat always cracks me up. Um, and, and what's up, what's up, Jaden, Jaden's out there calling me the man, the myth and the legend, uh, need to screenshot that one, show it to my wife later. Um, so she understands, you know, the position <laughs> she's in this. here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, all right, let's talk about, so this was another crazy story this week that I, just <laughs> I, I feel like it's been overblown, but, uh, you know, I don't know. So the, the Washington Commanders, formerly the Washington football team, apparently, is a, according to a report over at ESPN, called they're trying to figure out their quarterback situation. That's, that's a smart, admirable thing to do. And they're trying to leave no stone unturned. So that means calling, apparently, every team in the NFL to inquire about their quarterbacks. Now, like... Everybody immediately like latched onto that, and they're like, the, the the commanders called the Chiefs to inquire about Patrick Mahomes. That's not what was reported. What was reported was they called every team about their quarterbacks, right? There's yes. a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, not just starters. Um, you know, but maybe they were doing their due diligence. I don't know. Uh, what do you make of this story? And if they did call Brett Beach, if somebody from the commanders called Brett Beach and said, Hey, Brett, look, hey, man. I mean, even if they were like really upfront about it, I know this is ridiculous, but we're calling everybody. Would there be any situation in which you would ever move Patrick Mahomes? Like, do you think it was laughter? Did he just hang up on them? <laughs> like, did he like record? Did he say like call people into the room and say like, can you can you say that again? Like Clark, right, you know, and right. like a Doctor Evil laughing situation. What do you imagine happened? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe some laughter. Maybe some laughter. I'm assuming um, uh, Martin Mayhew, who's the, who's the, the the GM there. I'm assuming what he's wanted, what he wants to be able to say is, hey, look, even guys we could never get, I called about. Guys who are total long shots, I called about. Guys with any ability whatsoever, I've called. Like I, I think he's just wanting to be able to turn in his homework and go. I quoted every possible source on this paper. Right. Do what you will, and yeah. Uh, so yeah. But it does make for some laughable headlines and some some awkward moments for sure. You just got to wonder, even if he stacked up, I'll give you every draft pick until twenty thirty. Right. Um, you know, like like what do you do with that? Um, then again, maybe it was Shane because Chad Henney's now free agent, so he's not calling about Chad Henney. What if he was calling about Shane Bouchelle? What if what if there's some magic there with the developmental arm? You know, I mean, maybe maybe there was a legitimate conversation of, uh, hey, we kind of sort of like that kid. If you remember, at the end of the season, the Chiefs kept Bouchelle. They promoted him from the practice squad around early November, mid November, and they kept him on the active roster for weeks, for weeks without ever, like he was never going to be activated. He was always an inactive on game day, but they brought him up because other teams were going to poach him from the, from the practice squad. They didn't do that with, with like Chase Litton. They didn't do that with Jordan Tiamu. They didn't do that with Anthony Gordon, like all these other developmental arms that we've seen come and go in the last few years. Um, That hasn't happened. So you got to wonder, do they have something a little special with Shane Bouchelle? That's probably our like that's probably us dream, dreaming of another quarterback developing here in KC, but but sounds good. You know, with a guy like Bouchelle, like I it's very clear that Andy likes to have a veteran quarterback. 
as his backup, right? That's what the Chiefs have done pretty much the whole time that he's been here with Chase Daniel and Henny. And, uh, but like, I, I like what the Ravens did. You know, they've brought in younger guys who fit the system, the style of play that they have, and they've done a really interesting job over there. So I, I like a, I, I like carrying three quarterbacks. I think it's important. I think teams overlook it a lot. You know, sometimes the Chiefs have only carried two, and I, I just like you. You could still ha- like maybe you're not going to win the Super Bowl, right? If, if, if something happened to Patrick Mahomes, like Shane Bouchelle is not going to come in, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. But like, there's still benefits if you were to lose your quarterback for the year or for an extended period of time. You need to win games, and there's benefits to other people on the team winning games and continuing to have a winning culture. And I hate when I see these teams that have an injury to their quarterback and they just have nothing behind them. And it's like a halfway decent team. And it just doesn't matter. They're trash. Like they don't make the playoffs. They're horrible. It's a lost season. Sometimes it works out. They get a nice draft pick or something. But like I admire teams that find ways to continue winning like the Ravens did, like the Steelers have done when they had injuries to Roethlisberger. Um, You know, and I think the Chiefs need to put themselves in that position, especially because what if Patrick Mahomes gets some kind of awful injury, but it's one that he can come back from? But you need somebody to get you to the playoffs. Yeah, like this is important. Um, so I like that they're keeping Michelle. He 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 did flash in the preseason, and the other thing that can happen too is a guy gets hurt. Maybe Patrick Mahomes gets a high ankle sprain and he misses two games, and Bouchelle comes in and he plays really well. Now you have a trade ship for a team that's like we really liked what we saw from this guy. You know the whole Matt Flynn. Remember that. Um, so. <laughs> There are things that can happen, and Belichick's done that. You know, Garoppolo turned out to be starter worthy, I guess. Um, so th- there, there are some, there are some benefits to that. Matt Castle, right? They Matt Castle came yeah. in and played well for the Patriots, and they got what a second round pick for him and Vrabel. Yeah. Um, so Ryan Mallett, right? Yeah, yeah, he was great at that. So I like that part of the of the game. I hope the Chiefs uh, do it, but yeah, I mean this absurd idea that the commanders would you would there be anything that a team could offer you that you would give up patrick Mahomes? no no right? i mean unless not even I, wait not even baker mayfield i mean uh, uh teasing you a little bit. comes back to haunt me <laughs> comes back to haunt me yeah. for those you for those who don't know explain that inside joke um it was like 20 i'll give myself away it was like it was like january 2018 baker mayfield and the whole like Patrick Mahomes had played one game. It was like week 17 of the, right. uh, of the 2017 season. We all remember that first game where he had like, he looked good, but there was the interception, no touchdowns. Chiefs won, you know. He looked like a rookie. He looked like played a rookie. Well. And, then, um, and then Baker Mayfield's coming out. And I just thought, they, I thought, and I'm not the only one, I guess, because the Browns picked him number one. But uh, I thought Baker Mayfield was going to be like the second coming of, you know, whatever religious entity you believe in. And um, so anyway, I just, I even tweeted, I was like, oh, I even said, I will probably regret this, but I would trade, (laughs) you know, Mahomes for Mayfield now. And then of course that's been like cemented, like it's going to be my, on my tombstone. Um, So now on, uh, you know, on this side, obviously, I mean, you know, everyone certainly glad to have been proven wrong. It's like, you know, this is like the most fun I've ever had in like 30 years as a Chiefs fan. Um. So no, I mean, I can't imagine anyone ever. Would you ever trade Mahomes if the Buffalo Bills called and said, "I'll give you Josh Allen in my next four draft classes"? 
Does that move the meter for you? If I'm the GM, I've got to at least think about that because Josh Allen has played at a very high level and that's a ton of draft capital. But as a fan, no way, man. Mahomes is my guy. Like that's the guy right. I want to I right. want to watch. I want to cheer for. Uh, there's no he's priceless. He's he's priceless. You find your guy. He works. He won you a Super Bowl. He works with your head coach. Like don't <laughs> there's there's in the NFL. I mean, we've been waiting our whole lives as Chiefs fans for this quarterback to come along, uh, just enjoy the yeah. ride, you know, don't overthink it. Um, by but, the way, you know, as the GM, you'd have to, you'd have to at least talk about that. I mean, maybe that's why Beach picked up the phone. Let me ask you this. You mentioned Washington commanders and I just like, I cringe every time because I kind of liked the football team. Like, what do you think of that name change? By the way, I like the name. I think it's totally fine. It's good. Good, solid name. The people that, uh, and no offense to you, but I thought the people that were like, you should leave it. The football team are crazy. This is the NFL. I Get, loved you, it. Need have, you need to have a team name. A football team is like literally like, Hey, we're the great value NFL team. You know, we're the, we're the off brand, like football team, team brand. Like, I mean, it, they kind of are. Yeah. Uh, well, I look, I think commanders is fine. I, I think, <laughs> I, I had the same reaction to to the Cleveland Guardians when they changed their name, and people were like, "It's a terrible name." But there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You're just not used to it. And yeah. like some of the names that are out there, like socks. You think socks? Like there's like I saw somebody tweet this. They're like, there's multiple teams in Major League Baseball who are named after hosiery. Like, and you're like, you're, you have a problem with guardians. Like, that's so true. Matter? That's so true. It's, yeah, there's some ridiculous name, like the Padres. Like what? Like some of these names are kind of like out there, hey, right? Tread, you know? tread lightly. Tread lightly. <laughs> What's your Tony, favorite? Tony Gwynn. Padres are my favorite team. So, uh, oh, are they? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. your favorite NFL team name? Like obviously, other than the Chiefs. Other than the Chiefs, and then even misspelled the Chefs. Um, man, that's a great. I, mean, I don't know. Probably some bird of flight, some Seahawk, like some Falcon. Yeah. Falcons cool. I like Falcon. Yeah. I think for me, it's the 49ers. I just think it's a really good, uh, yeah. it's just a great name. It's a great name for a football team. It's fun, interesting, reflects the history of the area, all that stuff, uh, which is what you're going for. What's your least favorite? Uh, Jet. Jet? You don't like the Jets? Just a, yeah, I, I just don't even get it, right? Jets. Let, let, let us know in the cheers. chat. What's your, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? Oh, man. I've never really thought too much about which one I don't like. You know, honestly, and like I, I kind of cheer for them a little bit because I'm from Ohio. Browns, it just like it doesn't fit with like aesthetically, it doesn't fit with the rest of the NFL, right? It's all these mascots and these ones they're 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 named after a guy, so yeah. it's sort of you know like not even the Packers are like named after they're not the Lombardies, <laughs> you know. So it. Uh, I, I don't have Browns a problem. Are bad. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's a bad name, but it just doesn't really fit with with the whole thing. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some some heat uh, from back home on that one. Um, <laughs> all right. So here's speaking of like absurd things that are happening, like the like the Commanders calling up the uh, the Chiefs to ask if they could trade for Patrick Mahomes. 
Speaking of trades, this was going around. So the Giants, the New York Giants, they were a bit of a dumpster fire last year. Now, to be fair, they, they suffered some bad injuries. There was a lot of, of stuff going on there. I think they had some good players. People just couldn't stay healthy. Maybe they need to call up and see if they can trade for Rick Burkholder. Um, <laughs> but Saquon Barkley, I'm a Big Ten guy, Ohio State fan. I watched him at Penn State, um, electric player, came into the league, incredibly productive in his first year and has dealt with injuries since then. And so the giants are having a little bit of a fire sale right now. They've got a new regime in there. They need to, they're not in a great cap spot. They need to make some changes. And, and, and so they're open for business and as fans are, are want to do, you know, they get a little bit, you know, starry eyed when you hear a big name and you think about that big name on your team. And I don't think, and I don't think any chiefs fan would, if, if I could say, I'm going to give you rookie year Saquon Barkley, would you trade for him? I think everybody would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go get that guy. See you, Clyde. Love you. But like, you know, that guy was incredible. Um, and so this became a discussion on Twitter and a lot of people, and I will say though, I do want to say this to our listeners. Sometimes us media folk, we're fans just like you, but sometimes we get a little snotty and it, and, 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 and we're all guilty of it, myself included. But I really, it's something I'm really trying to, to fight against and watch out for. Like, my opinion is not any more or like, it's not worth more than any of y'all out there that are listening, right? And sometimes when like the, the people with a blue check mark like me or like, you know, a lot of followers, they get on Twitter and they get a little snotty because fans are like, we want, let's trade for Barkley. And they act like people are stupid. You guys aren't stupid. Even if you do think trading for Saquon Barkley is a good idea, you're not dumb. You shouldn't be called dumb by any of us, you know, people. Uh, we're all fans. And that's what's fun about sports. That's like the whole point. Like we're sitting around on this podcast. We're talking about interesting things, things that we think are interesting. I do not think trading for Saquon Barkley would be a good idea. I don't think it's insane. It's not insane. If he if you traded for him and rookie year Saquon Barkley came back, you look like a friggin' genius. <laughs> um, and, and probably you wouldn't you might not have to pay that much more. But what was your take on all of this? I know you just didn't think it made sense at all. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I even I even posted that on Twitter just asking like, hey, I need someone with like a reasonable because I kept seeing a few people talking about it or even like things emerging like this sort of feeling like it should happen, um, at least in the people that I saw on Twitter. And I just even said, man, I need like a reasonable explanation, like someone not just throwing out like, well, but it's Saquon Barkley, like I, forget the name. I mean, you know, you got the ACL injury last year. It was what, like 3.7 yards of carry, 3.6 yards of carry. Um, I, you know, I, I realize he's getting better. I realize the giants were horrible. I realized the line there. I mean, he would do incredible things. I think behind the chiefs line with Andy Reed with, I don't, I don't doubt the results and I don't even doubt that he'll come back and look better than he has in the last two years. I, it's not that for me. It's just how much do you want to invest at the single easiest position to fill with solid production in the NFL? I mean, we we just took down our Jet McKinnon is a hero banner off the wall, and he right. cost and he cost like nine hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Like we're not even putting an M on the end of what he made. And he, and he was like Damian Williams too. Like these kind of guys come in and perform even like when the lights are the brightest in primetime games, 
postseason games. Uh, I didn't get sinking a first-round pick at the position. I definitely don't get trading for another first-round pick when your first one is still there trying to get healthy for the first time. You know, like the other day, he, you know, Clyde came on the show and told us, you know, I got down to 160 pounds last offseason because right. I had gallbladder surgery. I've never had an offseason. This is his first. He's going to, like – It could be a real big season for him. So I just think there are 10 reasons I'm looking at this going like, why would we even consider this idea? Yeah. And, you know, for Saquon, he had his his first year in 2018, 1,300 rushing yards, averaged five yards per carry, 11 touchdowns. And he also caught 91 balls for 700 yards and four touchdowns. They used him really well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and then the next year, you know, a little bit of a drop off in production. You only played 13 games, a thousand yards rushing 52 receptions for 438 yards. And then he, he, he busts his ACL, right? He misses, he plays two games uh, in 2020. And then he comes back last year and it, they're very much easing him back in. And then he has the, the freak ankle thing, um, which I don't know if you saw that. I think they were playing the Cowboys. He literally just ran into a guy, turned his ankle really badly, and was dealing with that for the year. He only averaged 3.7 yards per carry last year, caught 41 balls for 263 yards. But I will say this for Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to bounce back. It's not going to be in Kansas City. That team last year was horrible. I had a horrible. few of their players. I had a few of their players on fantasy, including Saquon. And so I watched a lot of their games, much to my, you know, dismay um and they were just <laughs> awful on offense they couldn't do anything and once daniel jones got hurt forget it like it, it, I, barry sanders couldn't have done anything back there like it just they, they were awful absolutely awful you're coming off an injury it's just kind of a, a couple of lost seasons for him but i could very much see him coming back without a better offense and 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 re- regaining some of his form maybe he's never going to be what he was that very first year that's a crazy you know, impressive season, but I'm rooting for the guy, uh, especially cause he's in the NFC. So I don't have to worry about him. Um, <laughs> I'm rooting for him. I hope he bounces back for, for both his career and, and for my fantasy team. But yeah, it just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. The chiefs aren't in a position where they take, like if he's a free agent or something, if he got cut, like, yeah, maybe you explore it. If you can get him at a, at a bargain and see what's kick the tires or whatever, but trading anything for him when you have, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who still has a ton of potential, um, who also people think are injury is injury prone. Um, it just doesn't make sense. I want to ask you about that. Do you think sometimes guys get hit with this injury prone, like unfairly, right? Like, like take Saquon. I mean, I don't know why he missed three games in 2019, so I can't speak to that. But like he has a serious injury in 2020, he comes back, he gets eased in, and then he has a freak thing where he steps on somebody's foot and turns his ankle you know, right after he gets back and it's starting to look good again. And people are like, he's injury prone. And it's like, oh, like sometimes you can just have some bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let, let me, let me answer it this way. If I asked you Keenan Allen, injury prone, not injury prone, what would your answer be? Just, just I, I, the whim. Off the top of my head, I would say, yes, he's injury prone. Okay. Uh, I threw something out there on Twitter, similar to this a, a long time ago, because I saw some people referring to him as like, oh, he's always injury prone. And I was like, no, he's not. And then, and like, I saw just a bunch of people like agreeing, like, yes, he is. And you go back, he hasn't missed a game since 2016. 
He said wow. five. He said five Pro Bowl seasons, never missed one game in a half decade, and yet he had like two seasons in there early on where he had trouble staying on the field, major injuries, and so even like just to prove your point, you go bring up a star that you see occasionally in the AFC West, and you think, oh yeah, too bad for the Chargers guy if he was only healthy, and it's like the guy's gonna like the guy's building a Hall of Fame case hasn't missed yeah. a game in five years and yet still that label is attached. So yeah, to answer your question, I, I do. I think it's unfair. I'm hoping for all the people who talk about Saquon Barkley, the single best argument they had was go back to Kareem hunt. And at that point I say, totally, I miss him like on the field. I miss the offense when Kareem hunt was doing Kareem hunt things and everyone was working together in that way. And so if you're saying we need to get a guy like him back in the fold, I would say you got to give Clyde a chance to be healthy and show that in this third year before you go making a move to bring in someone to play that same role. Like that's what I would say. Yeah. And I'd really like to see the, and shout out Evan for the super chat. Appreciate you, buddy. Says goats. Um, (laughs) I really, yeah, I, I really, uh, I really hope things work out for Clyde this year. And I really hope Andy and the offense, like uh, offensive staff figure out how to really use his skill set and take advantage of, of what he can do. Um, because I don't feel like we've seen it fully yet. And I know Verderam, if he was here, he'd be shouting and, and swearing and say, they're never going to run the ball and he's never going to do it. But I, I, I have faith that Andy's going to f- figure it out. He's, he's an offensive innovator and they do need to run the ball. And we saw what they did with Kareem Hunt. That wasn't that long ago. And he was so exciting. Boy, would I love to get him back. Like, maybe the yeah, Browns did, cut him. He didn't just run well with Andy's offense. Like, the Chiefs had a rushing leader yes. with Andy yeah. Reid. Like, he led the league in rushing. Like, right. we, like, we forget that so quickly. Yeah. And I, 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 I honestly, like, I thought we had the next great Chiefs running back. Like, I was like, we did it again. You know, yep. Jamal and Christian Okoye and Larry Johnson. I'm like, this is the next guy. Like this is, we've, we've had tremendous luck with running backs and with tight ends in this team, uh, just not quarterbacks. And I thought Kareem was going to be that guy. And now he's in this kind of weird situation in Cleveland, but he's been able to rehabilitate his image a bit. And, you know, uh, boy, I, I'd love to see him come back someday and, and get that going again. Cause that was really dynamic. Um, all right. So speaking of, of, uh, of of trades though, I want to I'm gonna I'm gonna spice up the Saquon Barkley thing a little bit for you. <laughs> so 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 Dan Duggan of the Athletic, he's at the combine and he po- was polling sources and he said that the the going rate, what he's hearing that people would pay what Saquon is worth right now is a fourth round pick. If the Giants called the Chiefs and said we'll give you Saquon for a fourth round pick, which is for the Chiefs would be like a fifth round pick almost. Would you do it? Forget about salary and all that stuff. That well, you can't that, that's forget salary. Thing. That's the thing. I, I know, I mean, but I'm just saying for the for the player. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, the draft value. Yeah, I, I, I give a third. I would give a third for Saquon Barkley, um, especially because we've got two thirds. Um, yeah. You know, but like, he's really expensive. But he's just so you know seven million dollars. You can't you know like we're restructuring deals already to address like edge, corner. You know, like I, I'm not doing that for another running back you'd have seven Jarrett McKinnon standing there going we will all work for you for that price right. 
I, yeah, I'm a big fan of, of, of going with, uh, just spending a little on running back, finding talented guys that fit your system really well, but I would like them to have, if they found a stud through the draft or something like that, again, on a rookie contract, that would be great. He also said, Duggan, that, uh, quarterback James Bradbury is worth a third. Yes. Yes. That a little more spicy, a little more interesting uh, for you. I, I mean, I, you know, I would, I would trade a second. I mean, I would trade a second yeah. for sure. I, I would love to, I think I would love to see the chiefs invest heavily in the secondary. I mean, I, I don't know why the Patriots would let JC Jackson loose. Um, I think they'll tag him and, and then want to trade him and hold him hostage for at least something there. Um, so if you can get Bradbury for a second or a third, I do that all day. Um, yeah. The Giants do not ask Bradbury to travel with their receiver as much as the Chiefs ask guys like Charverius Ward, you know, let's play a man, stick with your man, stay sticky, whatever. But Bradbury could do it. He just hasn't been asked to do it in recent years. He's an excellent corner, great ball, like a, a, a great knack for the ball, tracks the ball well, sticks with the receiver well, plays physical. I don't know why he wouldn't succeed here. Um, you know, the only if being he just hasn't done, he hasn't played in that sort of defense in a little bit. So, so that would be the only hang up there, but man, I, I would do that each and every time. Uh, Tremblay asked, would, would Bradbury replace Ward then? I think yes. he probably would. I don't think you're going to be able to keep them both with, you know, get, get Sneed and, um, and Fenton. I, I, I think that that's probably it, it's, I think he'd be an upgrade over Ward, but I, I think in lieu of, an upgrade bring ward back i think he's a great solid player um but he may test the market so we'll see there the chiefs did say they're exploring that um speaking of uh veach uh he said he wants pringle back you were there talk us through yeah yeah i mean you know he was just asked about whether or not he was uh interested in veach he said that they're having conversations uh both ward and pringle were two free agents of note that were mentioned and that he said, Hey, we're in conversations. We both players are good. Pringles had a great um, trajectory over the last few years. And last year certainly played much better in the contract year. He is a bit older for a guy who's like, just only played through his rookie. I think he's like what, 27, 28 uh, at this point. So, um, you know, like, I don't know how much better he's going to get, but you know, he's a, he's a receiver who does anything the chiefs have asked him to do. And he gets better at it. Very coachable, knows the system. I, if you're going to lose Marcus Kemp too, you're going to lose Demarcus Robinson too. Uh, you might as well bring back, you know, Pringle if he's willing to do so on a team-friendly deal. Um, do you think another team with some cash is going to go? Hey, you were getting a lot better with the Chiefs, and you come from this, you know, like rich place. How about climbing the ladder another rung or two with us that has less options and see what he can do there? Yeah, I. I mean, it's anything's possible, of course, but I don't think so. Um, I think, I think he's a really good fit in the offense. He's built the trust of Patrick Mahomes. I think if you're Byron Pringle, your best bet. Oh God, who was the guy? Why can't I think of his? I can't spit his name out. He went to the Dolphins, got hurt a few times. Albert Wilson, yeah. Albert Wilson, like yeah, he could maybe get the Albert Wilson special, right? Like, uh, which would be great for him. I'd be happy for him. But I think he's the perfect fit. By the way, what's that? Well, I mean, that was just a rich deal, by the way. It was like oh, three yes. years, $24 million or something Yeah, for a he former did. undrafted free agent. He did great, and he looked really – the last the lasting memory of him was playing with Mahomes in that game. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that probably didn't hurt his uh, prospects any. Um, so that could happen for Pringle. But, look, I, I think you cu- if, you're, if you're Pringle, 
your best bets to come back to Kansas City. You know, you you're a trusted guy. You can hang on. Like they like guy, you know, special teams, all the things that he can contribute. And he has the trust of Patrick Mahomes. He really seemed to build that up this year. So that's where I would want to be if I was him. Uh, but of course, if somebody offers you an extra million dollars, that's an extra million dollars. Um, let me ask you this. This is my this is what I think. This is what I would like the Chiefs receiving core to look like next year. So Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hardman, Byron Pringle. What do you think? You think they grab both those guys for agency? I mean, it's that's what I want them to do. Yeah, I, I wonder how much money Juju's going to command. Um, somebody will probably pony up for him on the potential. He's still really young and all that. But if they could nail those two guys, they could find a way to make it work with the cap and they get you know one one veteran pass rusher and then they just go all draft on everything else. Like to me, that's I'm, I, I'm like, I get the hair stands up on the back of my neck. Just thinking <laughs> of that. I, I believe in some people don't believe in Juju Smith Schuster. I do. I, I think he's a very yeah. good player. It's been a bad situation. And I think if they could snag him at a bit of a discount because of that and pair him up with a guy like Alan Robinson, I've been saying on this podcast for a month now, that's my, my off season strategy is load the hell up on offense, load up on wide receivers, um, and that's that. I would feel really good going into the season with that much depth. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, um, I love it. I, I'm not sure that can happen realistically, and maybe it can. Um, I, I'm assuming Smith Schuster will take eight million, maybe ten million dollars with incentives for a single season. Um, I think A. Rob is going to find a good deal out there. I agree with you. Juju is going to be great. He's been playing with behind a bad line. He's been playing with um, with Big Ben. Um, he's got a lot to him. If he can stay healthy, he's going to have a great year for the Chiefs. I also like the fact that they've already both telegraphed interest in one another. I mean, Juju clearly knows the Chiefs already like him. He has intimated that he likes them and would be up for playing with them. So I like that. I will say this. I would want to stack Juju or a similar free agent with a very high draft pick because at wide receiver, you have a a gaping void cost controlled dynamic talent. Like there's no, like, like McCall Hardman's contract year next year, Tyreek contract year next year, and Tyreek's going to be 29 next year. So, like, give me anyone around 22 to 24 with like high upside there if you're going to keep this offense rolling like it is. So, you sign yeah. Smith Schuster for one year, you draft the guy in the first, second, third, um, and then and then move forward together as a unit. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah, they need to do it. They, They've got to start preparing for the phase two of, of Mahomes' career. Yes. Right? The phase two of the offense. Travis Kelsey's getting older. Tyreek's getting up there a little bit. And you've got to keep it coming. And that's why I'm all for, like, stacking people. I think more realistically, right, if they were to get a guy like Allen Robinson then they don't get Juju, then they have to do something like maybe they bring in, like, if they want to bring in a veteran, like, uh, or take a risk on somebody like the Bucks did with Antonio Brown to get that depth, to get somebody, like, I don't know, like, A.J. Green, you know, you bring in like Allen Robinson and like AJ Green, and you've got Hardman. Like that looks pretty good, you know, red zone threat and all that. There's some interesting ways that they can do it. I think the re- likely reality, though, is probably that they sign one guy, one receiver like Juju, and go with him and Hardman. And I'll be interested to see how Hardman plays this year. Andy said this week kind of that they feel like they figured out how to use McColl. You have any thoughts on that? No, I mean, it really seemed like an obvious statement because not only was Hardman obviously playing better, but Andy ended up going, 
yeah, we just started putting him in situations where he would succeed the most. <laughs> and it makes you just think, really? Is that is that yeah. the rocket science we've arrived at? Is like, what a, it, what like a did, it take, did it take like two years and 12 games for us to figure out that McCole Harmon works best in this situation? I mean, I guess I'm glad we figured it out. He's going to have a, a great contract year. And let's not forget, uh, Jody Fortson's back next year. That's um, right. Which is a nice target. And they they brought back, uh, maybe you're not up on, but Josh Gordon is back for another run with a full off season. He's the could be, should be something. Um, so maybe that's a factor. Maybe there's maybe there's your second veteran to go with whoever they sign in free agent. Yeah, if they could get anything, like, you know, if they get anything out of Josh Gordon, it would be more than they got last year. Um, so, you know, if you, if you do get a Juju and you're out there with McColl and then like, you know, Gordon is actually able to produce a little bit for you. That that could be that could work too. It's interesting. The Chiefs did show some interest in uh, George Pickens at the combine. Uh, met with him out of Georgia in two plus years at Georgia. Pickens had 90 catches for 1,347 yards, 14 touchdowns. A little bit of a bigger receiver, I think, which is something that I know we've talked about for them. So that's somebody to keep an eye on right now. I don't know exactly where he's going to go in the draft. Sounds like not necessarily a first round kind of guy. Chiefs obviously are picking towards the very end. They also showed some interest in a tackle, a guy out of Illinois. His name is uh, Vidarian Lowe. Interesting guy. He's huge, 6'6", 320. Uh, he's, he's projected, as far as I could tell, as, as like a seventh-round pick. So yeah. um, this could be a sort of a swing tackle situation, developmental. But he's an older guy. Uh, I think I read he's, he's married with kids already. He's yeah. played the full four years at Illinois. A lot of starts, really mature is the word on him. Do you think that this is like, are the Chiefs looking at that right tackle spot and and being like, we need some more tackle depth? Is it like Remmer's replacement? Is it, yeah. do they think a guy, I don't think they're trying to draft a starter in the seventh round. No, no. but remember this, the last time they went fishing in the seventh round with the University of Illinois offensive lineman was Nick Allegretti. That turned out really yeah. well. Um, yeah. he, you know, obviously last year in the injury laden year, he stepped up and, held down the left guard spot. Even when guys started to come back, Allegretti kept his role as long-term left guard uh, starter. Uh, and now the Chiefs know they have a dependable interior lineman they can count on for the next couple of years as cost-controlled backup. So I think, one, they've, they have invested in Illinois product and realized, hey, these guys are well-coached and they're pro-ready. Allegretti had a ton of starts himself. Um, Lowe has 50 starts, 50 starts at the college level in the Big Ten, at left tackle. The guy took over when he was a freshman. At he's Illinois. a total mauler at, at Illinois, yeah. So, um, you know, he's not going to – he's not a, a main guy. You know, he wasn't playing for the Penn States and Ohio States. Um, those guys are going to get overlooked. Other schools, like even Iowa and Wisconsin, are churning out pro offensive linemen at much greater rate than, than they do in Champaign. But, um, yeah, this guy's a mauler. Everyone seems to love him in terms of his maturity, like already being a dad and a, and a husband. And, you know, he, I, he seems very pro-ready, very coachable. He's the kind of guy I think if you draft him in the seventh, you know he's going to stick on the roster and do what he's asked to do. And if he can play well, the Chiefs have nothing at swing tackle, right? Do you think they bring Rimmers back? Kyle Long, Andrew Wiley? I think Wiley can make big bucks given his body of work. Yeah, Wiley would be the one. I think I think Remmers is done. Um, yeah. What? All right. So lastly, I wanted to hit on this as well. 
Olivier Vernon hasn't played in a minute, um, but there's rumored to be at full strength and ready for a return. What's what are you hearing on on this? Um, be still my heart on this. So I reached out to my uh, to our buddy Matt Lombardo. Matt Lombardo is an NFL insider for Fan Sided. He runs our Giants site as well. Um, GMN HQ. Um, Matt goes way back with uh, Olivier's agent, and I said, "Hey, kick the tires with your friend." is Vernon coming back next year? So Matt got back to me like an hour later. He's like, Hey, yeah, by the way, you know, good call. Matt ended up writing a story about it um, and tweeting out that Olivier Vernon is, is interested in shape, ready to return. Um, He missed all of last season due to severe injury, but as recently as 2020, he was like, like he had nine sacks in 2020, which was like what the second most in his career or something. I mean, it was like, he was like producing, he was disrupting the passer at a very, very high level, even though he was like at the age of 30 and after several seasons um, there with Cleveland. I think if the Chiefs were going to like find this great hidden gem, you know, like they took the flyer on Taco Charlton, they took one on Emmanuel Ogba, and that turned out better. Like, like one of those kind of signings where you're like, oh, that guy, yeah, I've heard of that guy. Maybe there's some potential there. I think if the Chiefs are going to make one of those signings this offseason, I think Vernon could be that kind of guy. He's played with Spags before, uh, you know, obviously in New York. So he knows the system. He's been productive. He's been off for a year. So, so now he's got a little something to prove. He could chase a ring with the Chiefs, that's for sure. I, I'm i fine with it, right? Uh, depending on what they do, I think they need, they need a <laughs> sure thing. Don't get so excited. No, look, they – it just it's a dependent on another move right it has to be in addition to it can't be our sure, answer sure. our answer is olivier vernon who hasn't played football tore his achilles and is in his 30s um but if it's we're bringing in olivier vernon and x player who's going to be really disruptive and is younger uh yeah i love those kinds of moves i think those are smart moves for for teams like the chiefs in the position that the chiefs are in to make um, so as we are, uh, we're getting, it's March now, which is good news. Thank God. February is over. It's the worst. The chiefs weren't playing in the super bowl. Um, you know, I was, I was there and, uh, man, I was so bitter the whole time. I just couldn't help it. I was, I, I couldn't help it, man. Like I, you know, I'm from Ohio. Uh, Cincinnati's very far away from, I'm from Northeast Ohio, but like, you know, underdog team, my normal, my disposition, the kind of person I am rooting for since I would have been rooting for Cincinnati all the way over, over Los Angeles team that didn't even exist over there. And they, you know, <laughs> I could, I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. Of course I was in the press box, so I wasn't rooting for anybody, but I was just sitting there and I was in my, in my brain was, was cheering for the Rams the whole way. I just couldn't do it. I'm bitter. I'm a fan. It was anybody out there. Could anybody out there bring themselves to cheer? I think most people would say if, you know, if the Chiefs didn't run across Cincinnati this year and they lost to, you know, whoever, they lost to the Steelers or something. And and in Cincinnati when people would be pulling for the for the Bengals. But was anybody out there able to do it? I I couldn't. I I couldn't. Yeah, not me. I was I was so pro Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, yeah. anyone at all who was yeah. I was so glad to see that Bengals ship sink. And I hope they're done. I hope they're done. I said it before on here. But I, but when is Joe Burrow ever going to have to beat Tyler Huntley, the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger, 
and Baker Mayfield for a division title ever again. It's over. I yeah. I hope the Bengals are one and done, and and we yeah. Somehow I went from like Eli Apple. It's Eli Apple's fault. Yeah, that he definitely did not help their cause any. I'll say this though: being in the stadium, I did feel for for the Bengals fans. They were like it was like it was like there wasn't another team playing. It, like I'm not trying to crap on Rams fans. I know there are obviously real Rams fans out there. I'm in the stadium and I'm walking around and every time I like went to the bathroom, you know, the, the Bengals fans were in there chanting and they were like all fired up. They were louder at every turn in that stadium. And there, there were plenty of Rams fans there. I did. I did. It did look to me like the Bengals fans outnumbered them, but there were plenty of Rams fans there, but there was just like no juice at all around the ramp and the fans. Whereas the Bengals fans were like, they were like, I'm sure chiefs fans were, when the Chiefs finally made it to the Super Bowl, they were jacked up. They were fired up. They really wanted it. They hadn't been there in a long time. Most of them maybe never. And, and so it was rough, like watching them walk out after, you know, like just I saw like an old timer in a wheelchair, you know, like I was like, oh, man, you know, like I, I did feel for them as a fan because I, I understand it. But, yeah, I my bitter heart just uh just couldn't do it. It, it. it is what it is. They're, they're, they're rivals now. Well, it'll be a rivalry when we beat them, but um, you know, they, they beat my team and I can't, can't get over it. It's uh, I'm a miserable Harsh. person. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that I'm sure that's what made the difference too. If I, in my brain was, was rooting for the Bengals, they probably would have pulled that one out, but because I'm a bitter fan, it didn't you happen. Got some, you got some um, real talent there. Yeah. You know, it's a t- telekinesis. Um, <laughs> listen, so I brought up March because this means that we're now approaching the newly year free agency. Things are business is about to pick up. Now the combine's yep. happening. Like, so walk me through this. Well, I assume that you know these dates off the top of your head because you write about the site. When's the new league year start? When does the wait, tampering should, period start? You're wait, pull let it me up. look up. Uh, yeah, let me pull it up. I think it's uh, I think it's March 14th is the start of free agency. Oh, yeah, around St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And then um, March 16th, March, March 16th. 16th at 4 p.m. Tampering starts on the 14th, which we all know is just a laughable idea that teams yeah. aren't already talking and negotiating and uh, and whatever. So uh, what you're going to have five days from now is going to be the uh, the deadline for franchise or transition tags. So we're going to hear Orlando Brown news any day now about that. You said that's um, five, gonna, five days from now? Five days from now, you're going to hear that. Yep. Okay. Um, in less than two weeks is the tampering period. Two weeks from today, we will have already probably heard about 30 deals done. I mean, that's like yeah. like two weeks from today is about the point where we heard, okay, the Chiefs are chasing Trent Williams and they've already signed Joe Tooney. And so like all that stuff's going to happen in a week and a half where yeah. we're going to hear about deals already being done. They just need to get signed um, or trades that will be official in a little bit like, like that, that's what's going to happen. So when you say things are going to get really exciting real fast, I, I mean, even starting tonight, tomorrow could really be the point where we start to hear uh, trade rumors of substance, you know, that, that, um, that the Falcons are trading Calvin Ridley and, and he's going to the dolphins and they just haven't worked out the terms. I mean, like those kinds of, 
of rumors, like this is the time that, so um, yeah, if you're into NFL rumors, following Twitter, things like that, um, Adam Schefter will get no sleep. Yeah. And what's exciting for all you is we're going to be trying to go live whenever we can, when big news breaks. So the smartest thing for you to do right now, as we head into this season is up at the top on YouTube over on the right, there is a little bell. And if you haven't turned these on, it will notify you When we go live, you know that we're here generally every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. Arrowhead time. But if you hit that bell, you'll get notified if, you know, whether the Chiefs trade for somebody and trade for Saquon Barkley, trade Mahomes for Saquon Barkley, and we go live and you get to watch Matt Verderam literally melt down. (laughs) <laughs> like literally meltdown um, live. You'll know that we've gone live because we don't have time to, you know, we're going to, it's like a, it's like a, like, like we're at the fire department. Something happens. We scramble, get in front of a computer. We're actually all keeping our, our Apple headphones on us at all times throughout all like times. the entire m- month of March. So that if we have to go live on our phone, we're able to do that. So we're, we're definitely serious. Evan asked, will, will we be notified in the discord? Uh, we'll try. Yeah. Richard will probably always shoot a note in there. Uh, if one of us can't and keep in mind, if you like this podcast and you want to be like more a part of this arrowhead addict community that we've been building here, that you hit the, hit the, uh, the join button there on YouTube as well. And you become a member, you get access to special emojis and you get access to a private discord with myself, Matt Connor, Sterling Holmes, Matt Verderam, our producer, Richard, everybody's in there. It's a great time. Oh, Verderam is in the chat, has entered the chat. We will be around at all times in March, even if it truly consumes our lives. That's absolutely right. Um, it's going to be a your really, trade talks. Yeah, it's it's going to it's going to be a really really fun month. You know, we've got wall to wall coverage. Verderam's at the combine right now. You've been at the combine this week, so we're really bringing it for you guys. So hit that notification button. Make sure you're following us all on Twitter and that you're ready to go. And if you want to be part, if you want to like, we were talking about TV shows the other night. There's a serial channel in the Discord now. Uh, which is really fun. And people are talking about like old cereals they uh, used to eat. I was, I was putting in like the creepy commercials from King Vitamin from the 70s. So we're just <laughs> having a great time in there. Definitely check out uh, the Discord and join us if you want to. Um, I got nothing else, Matt. I got I to gotta, I gotta make some food. The wife's out tonight. I got to cook for myself. It's bad news around here. What's it going to be? Stuffed peppers. I'm going to do it You're a lot in fancier air in your bachelor food than, uh, <laughs> than me. That's for sure. Yeah, normally it's normally it's just order a pizza, but I'm really trying to get my ass back in shape here. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to like actually cook from home and make my own food and not just eat. You know, I I, I said this on Twitter. I ate 85 bowl or 45 bowls of Count Chocula in, in October, and I'm still paying for it. As I know, is Matt Verderam. Matt Verderam's trainer is just like appalled at him every time he comes in there. It's just <laughs> just trying to keep the man on track. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for your support. It means more to us than you'll ever know. We will be back on Tuesday. Matt Connor, Sterling Holmes, right here. Same bat time, same bat place. Verderam and I will be back. Actually, Verderam might be out. I think maybe taking some time. We'll figure it out, but I'll be back on Thursday. Uh, until then, hit that notification button. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts for she's Verderam says his trainer is going to call the police and rightfully so uh, for Matt Connor. <laughs> my name is Patrick Allen in the, in the chat, Matt Verderam, the absent Sterling Holmes who won't have me on his radio show. And for our producer, Richard, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Until then go chiefs.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.